Hello and welcome to Hey What Do I Know, a no-holds-barred video pod from the inquiring, somewhat disturbed, discerning mind of a free speech-loving and best-life-living advocate, me, Arietta Hu. On here, we'll talk about all things society and culture, from music to fashion, social awareness, on-trend news topics, and, you know, my general musings on shit I find interesting. Most of the times, we're just beaming, because I talk a lot, and other times, I may have guests. This is, of course, topic dependent. But for now, grab a drink, grab a split, sit back, relax, and listen to me. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> like, hello. Hello. Welcome to Hey What Do I Know with me, Arietta. 2019, that we discussed a few months ago, is flying. However, it's also shaping up to be one of the craziest years on record. I mean, this is the year where anything is possible. Over the last few weeks, I never would have thought this could happen, but the President of the United States of America got involved with a domestic, with Sweden. How? Tune in. So, for those of you who uh, do know or who don't know, ASAP Rocky was released from prison in Sweden after being detained since the 3rd of July. Uh, ASAP was formally charged with assault after two weeks of investigation. But it was his detainment, coupled with his arrest, that sparked some sort of international outrage. (laughs) So much so that the 45th president of the USA, you know, the orange man himself, Mr. Trump, intervened <laughs> only in 2019 will this shit be happening so asap arrest yeah so basically asap asap's arrest became such a big deal it became a subject of foreign policy and a debate which kind of played out on social media so rewind to end of june asap rocky was a relatively known artist he was relatively known you know if you knew about hip-hop or were into the culture you'd know who asap rocky was you know, it was a name that was banded about by his fans. And, you know, he was quite a fashionable guy. He always, to me, looked ready for the runway. And he just had this smooth cadence, you know, when he rapped. That Personally, I put him on my top uh, 50 list of greatest rappers, somewhere between 30 and 50. I can't, you know, pick a spot just now. And also, who the hell am I that I've got a top rappers list? But I do have one because I'm a hip-hop head, a hip-hop fan from day dot. So going back into this, ASAP Rocky was relatively known, but as of today, he's one of the most famous names in the world. I bet you not many people can name up to three ASAP Rocky songs, but they know who he is or they've at least heard of him over the last few weeks of this shit. So check out this kerfuffle. <laughs> A video appeared online posted by Rocky and his team. Every time I say ASAP Rocky, by the way, all I can think about is Rocky and Bullwinkle. Is it Hannah Barbera? I don't really know. Digressing, getting back. Uh, a video appeared online posted by Rocky and his team and then was picked up by loads of media both in Sweden and internationally. Uh, the video was published and it appears to show ASAP and members of his entourage being filmed uh, and being followed uh, by a pair of gentlemen uh, in uh, Stockholm. So basically, this uh, footage also showed them fighting. In the video posted, you can hear ASAP saying, he didn't want any trouble, I don't want any trouble. 
also that kind of reminds me of um it's old Nigerian saying which goes trouble they sleep younger they wake up trouble they sleep younger they wake up basically that just means here I am chilling minding my business and the devil is sending his peeps to disturb my timeline disturb my chill so anyway Next thing you know, fight happens, ASAP's getting arrested and detained, and the circumstances of his uh, arrest and detainment caused a controversy. Now, I recall saying to a friend of mine two and a half weeks ago, going, I don't understand why he's arrested for a fight that was definitely not his fault, blah, blah, blah. After all, g Easy got caught in Stockholm doing cocaine, and he had a, a fight, well, semi-fight with the police officer, was it a bouncer? And, you know, he was released in 24 hours, blah, blah, blah. Circumstances are different. What um, also started happening was that, you know, there was a celebrity back campaign with the hashtag justice for Rocky and celebrities calling to boycott Sweden, blah, 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 blah. So after about two to three weeks in his detainment, you know, Kim Ye, who got called their friend, called their mate, O'Donnell, and he gets involved. And like I said to you before, only in 2019 can this happen. So peeps, peeps the scenario. So Kimia called their pal, Donnie, get him to wait into proceedings. And, um, and think about it, what a time it is in the world today that celebrities can ring up their pal who happens to be president to wade into international issue, which really doesn't have to do with the U.S. directly. I mean, granted, ASAP is a citizen, but every country's got a due process. He, you know, it, didn't, it wasn't enough for Donald Trump to get involved, but, you know, oh, Donnie, he likes to get involved. So all of a sudden, these tweets start appearing online, you know, once Kim Ye have gone to see their pal Donnie. He, on July 19th, Donald Trump tweets, I just spoke to Kanye West about his friend, ASAP, Rocky's incarceration. I will be calling the very talented Prime Minister of Sweden to see what he can do about helping ASAP. I don't know about you, and I'm not a president or vaguely political but man, what a fucking waste of time. Like, there's so much stuff happening in America, but you took your time out to tweet this, right? It gets worse, people. Hold up. Next thing, on July 20th, he tweets again. Just had a very good call because you know Donald likes to keep us updated with what he's doing. So he tweets, I had a very good call with the Swedish Prime Minister who assured me that the American citizen, ASAP Rocky, will be treated fairly. I, as in Donald... I saw assured the Swedish PM that ASAP was not a flight risk and offered to be personally uh, in, vouch for his bail or an alternative. The president is vouching for the bail of ASAP Rocky, a rapper who uh, was facing legal proceedings in Sweden. He was detained and facing legal proceedings. The president, Donald Trump, is getting involved with this. Doesn't stop there. No, no, no. On July 25th. He tweets this kicker. So listen. I'm very disappointed in the Prime Minister of Sweden for being unable to act. Sweden, get this, Sweden has let our African-American community down in the United States. Hashtag free Rocky. <laughs> what the hell? How has Sweden let the African-American community down. You're doing that yourself every day. Now, here's the thing about this situation that really, really kind of gets my goat. Is two things, actually. That's just laughable and beyond comprehension. That the president would, A, one, 
actually comment on issues outside of America and with regards to the black American community start to place some blame on their behalf. Like saying to uh, Sweden has let the African American community down. You know, he's talking about another country doing this when Trump's entire agenda, you know, his whole presidential campaign is uh, anti-color, anti-black and, you know, a little bit racist. Hmm. The next thing was that he's trying to play the black community in the USA like a yo-yo. Like, what does he think? That they're stupid. You think that he can't read through those tweets. Just because you got involved with this ASAP Rocky thing doesn't take away all the shit you've been doing to people, you know, people of color, all the, you know, the fact that you don't even want to denounce terrorism. You know, there was guns, there was a shoot, another mass shooting over the weekend in El Paso and in, is it Daytona? Uh, Daytona, Ohio. And, you know, white man basically was a shooter. You won't call him a terrorist. You were calling, you know, referring to him as mentally unstable. It's like, I don't really get this. How this guy is really, really still in power. It's not for me to, to stay because I'm not American. I must add that. But just on the outside looking in and as an African person who, you know, African governments get criticized all the time. America, this is your first African president. I've said that to you before. Black America doesn't like you, Donnie. In fact, colored America doesn't like Donnie. And it really doesn't matter if it were Beyonce locked up and that Donald Trump got involved to get her uh, out of prison. The American, the color, what you've done, the hurt inflicted on the African American community and the ethnic community in America is too deep. I mean, you've got kids locked in cages, you know, there's the whole border issues with Mexico. You are not resolving that. You're not resolving the fact that these gun laws need to be looked at properly in America because people get killed every day. No, you're getting involved with a case that has to do with a rapper. You know what? Donald Trump was trying to bully Sweden, but Sweden weren't having it. You know, his follow-up tweets to all that, the, the last one was, uh, give ASAP his freedom. We do so much for Sweden, but it doesn't seem to work the other way around. Sweden should focus on its real crime problem. No, Donny, you focus on your problems. The problem's happening in America. It's just too much. You really just think that you guys are such a superpower or you're a superpower. I think really and truly, you... I, I, can't really blame the guy. The guy's living the dream of what he wore on those hats, make America great again. He really thinks that in 2019, America will say stuff and the rest of the world will jump. I don't think so. I'm so happy that the Sweden prime minister did not even dignify himself. Actually, not many members of the act who were active in the Swedish government now responded. It was people who had been in the government before and people who are not in government because the government officials in Sweden are working hard to follow their processes their process in their country maybe un American because they're not American, they're Swedish. So in Sweden, it doesn't really matter if you're a celebrity, everyone is treated the same way. You know? Of course there are little nuances here or there, you know, depending on your skin colour. <clears throat> but it doesn't really matter if you're a celebrity. You're thinking, you know, you're all treated the same way. It was like that tweet about, you know, we do so much for Sweden. It was so bad. It's like, are you freaking kidding me? The only thing I could refer, reference it to was like something that happened on the playground. Like, for example, when the playground bullies asking uh, for the lunchbox of one of his victims and he's politely reminding them that, you know, if you don't give it to me, do you remember how I roughed you up last week? 
but not actually saying, I'm going to beat you up if you don't give me your, your, your lunchbox. Same thing. Donald Trump and these playground tactics, man. You know, this is what happens when reality stars become presidents. I mean, what can I say? What can I say? I had several conversations with my husband who happens to be Swedish and a few of my Swedish friends. And like I said, I initially thought, you know, this could be a bit racist. After all, there was the whole GEZ incident. However, from what I've seen, you know, part living in Sweden, due process is due process. And, you know, ASAP had to go to court. If he was found guilty, he would have spent like six years in prison. But anyway, ASAP and his mates had their day in court last week and they pleaded guilty, but they were exonerated of all charges and he's left the country. The process that took place was the process that took place. ASAP was allowed to leave the country. And of course, then we saw him, you know, from at the weekend, the reports of him attending in the Sunday soul sessions with Kanye West. Of course, you better go butter your bread where it's buttered properly, you know. Kim and Kanye came through for you ASAP. And then... Here's the joke, the joke, joke, joke of it all. Donald Trump tweets again and he goes, ASAP's released from prison and on his way to the USA from Sweden. It was rocky. It was a rocky week, but get home ASAP. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm laughing at this cheesiness. It is so, to say what my bonus kids and my like nieces and nephews say, it is so fucking cringe. It is so cringe. I, like, I don't even have any words. I don't think, you know, people would, like, not that like I don't think, I know. No one's advising Donald Trump, so he's just doing what he's doing. Because if he thought that was funny, that was literally the worst joke ever. If I was like ASAP, to be honest, I will come back to Sweden once the dust has settled. There's no point running away from the shit that's already happened. And also, I would just say, just don't get into any fights when you come to Sweden. And don't do any drugs. It's a drug-free place. <laughs> You just come to Sweden, come back to Sweden ASAP and face the music. Ha. Anyway, speaking of music, this segues into uh, also the last weekend, which has been heralded um, as one of the best weekends for Afrobeats ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Afro Nation took, part, uh, took place in Portugal last weekend. Let's talk about it. So uh, for those of you who have been living under a rock or you've just been living somewhere, you know, maybe Mars or somewhere else. I don't really know where you live. Uh, Afro Nation, for those of you who don't know, happened last weekend, the 2nd to the 4th of August. And it was the biggest urban music beach festival in Europe. It featured a lineup of the best and the hottest African and African diaspora acts. So basically you had people from the legendary fella Kuti to the band Coco Master, Davido Wizkid to my guy Burner, who I love. You had Buju Bantan, you had Steph London, you had, you know, Busy Signal, just to name a few. And 100%, I can guarantee you that a few cities were empty last weekend because everybody black was at Afro Nation. Wow. It's such a great festival that, you know, kind of reunited the diaspora. And in this year, the 400 years uh, anniversary of the first slave ship leaving the coast of Africa, it was such a great thing and much needed. It made me feel so proud to see, you know, a culture being celebrated in the mainstream this way. I mean, don't get it twisted. I went to Afrochella in Ghana in December last year. That was great. Been to Afropunk. But there was something about uh, Afro Nation that made me feel particularly proud. I mean, it could be because like, you know, eight out of 10 acts were all Nigerian. I don't know. <laughs> but um, I have to put up my hands to say I was one of the skeptics. I didn't think this would happen. 
I mean, when I first heard about it, I was like, nah, wig off, head scratch. You mean, after we've seen the Fire Festival documentary, people are still going to pay for this Afro nation? You know, I didn't believe it. No, I'm ashamed of myself now, but I didn't believe it. I even thought to myself, my little brother and my nieces are going to this. Um, so hopefully there, there will be an event. They don't just go and waste their money because I was thinking nothing like this is happening. But I'm thinking, I'm thankful that it did happen. And, you know, apart from Afro Nation being a celebration of all things, you know, musically black, it, you know, it showed the, and highlighted the thriving millennial talent that's coming from Africa and African diaspora. What a time it is to be alive again, you know? The millennials are taking over. Black millennials are showing up and showing out at a rate that's never been seen before, you know? In every corner of the globe, there is a rise uh, in the appeal for African art, culture, and businesses, which is propelling the success of these festivals. Also, because, you know, in Africa, we have a very young, in Africa and the diaspora, we have a very young um, population. You know, the old people, old people are dying off, but there's a thriving young generation which is helping all the economies. And these millennials are expressing themselves, being proud of themselves, you know, being proud of their heritage and the fact that, you know, they're just doing them. So big up to the guys who did Afro Nation. I thought it was quite cool. Well done. Um, maybe next year we might go or I'll just live vicariously through my nephews and nieces. Uh, and big up to the guys who also do Afro Chala. I think you guys are doing great. So more of the same, keep it up. You know, uh, I think that all those involved have done a great thing, you know. And by the way, I'd love to get involved in some way, you know, either marketing or just showing uh, showing up and help shoot the campaigns. That would be awesome. So if anybody knows anybody who knows anybody who's listening, make it happen. Thank you. <laughs> and moving on to my final topic to discuss with you guys today. It's on authenticity, right? Authenticity is a word which is banded about in the creative industry and it's used so much these days. It's beginning to like lose all its meaning. Everything is, is it authentic? Uh, but you have to ask what is authentic to, to you? And on my last pod, you know, I touched on the fact that, you know, uh, the spirit video from Beyonce was uh, kind of a rip-up of La Mission Noire by Petit Noir. And that the fact that I met the director who we were talking at the time about the fact that her friend and artist Lena Iris Victor's work was, you know, ripped off by Marvel, uh, Marvel's Wakanda was plagiarized and used in the film. Well, it's been brought to my attention that <laughs> allegedly this artist, Lena Iris Victor, her work is a rip-off of somebody else's work, allegedly. I use the word allegedly because I don't know that for sure, and I haven't seen the work which has been cited as, you know, being plagiarized, etc., etc. However, this discovery, what it did, it was led me to start questioning what being authentic actually is. And if we are all influenced by something or somebody, can anyone truly be authentic? I mean, think about it. For example, moi. I like to see myself as a hybrid of Mary J. Blige and my aunties. The way I talk, the way I dance, it's literally that. And um, brands and people come under a lot of pressure to be real and expect total authenticity, you know, before they buy stuff, you know, from companies or for individuals they engage with. But who and what are the measures to truly decide what is authentic and what is really not, you know? I mean, what feels authentic to me may just be a version of something else or someone else I've seen before. And while I certainly agree and champion being true to oneself, if authenticity is the idea that we should make the way we behave match how we feel, 
or how we feel inside or create pieces of work that speak to the core of who you are as well as authenticity being an external expression of an internal orientation when you think about it isn't authenticity yeah got don't you get being authentic by copying others who inspire you Hmm? isn't imitation the truly way in which you can become authentic i mean read a quote from yoji yamamoto yesterday and he said start copying what you love and at the end of the copy you find yourself so there's literally nothing done under the sun that hasn't been done before in some way guys or form so for me the question of what is authenticity and what is authentic will be a long lifelong uh, process of discovery because i don't know anymore you know I would just say, however, just give credit to where credit is due as we all inspired by someone or something at some point in time, you know, and just like my dance moves, I credit my dance moves to being a hybrid of M hybrid of MJB, Mel and Kim, I'm an African auntie. So I'm like, I want to say thank you to them for inspiring and making the person that I am today, you know, so and that's my authentic self. So the question of what is authentic, guys, I want everyone to think about it. I believe it's a lifelong process of discovery. You can't, what's authentic to you might not be authentic to me and vice, vice versa. of the episode is Toni Morrison, the late great Toni Morrison, I should say, who just passed. Toni Morrison was a Nobel laureate in literature whose best-selling work explored black identity in America, in particular, the often crushing experience of black women. And um, though luminous, and you know, though, uh, sorry, through luminous encounter prose resembling that of no other writer in English, Toni Morrison was able to write a few masterpieces in her time starting from the first publication of her book in 1970 to date she won a Pulitzer prize and um award nomination oscar award nominations for uh, beloved beloved was a film starring oprah winfrey and danny glover based off the book she wrote the same title in 1987. a lot of america's greats have um, poured in tribute uh, she died uh, on Monday, 5th of August, at age 88. I mean, 88 is not that that old, still old nonetheless. However, you know, probably wish she was here a lot longer. Tony, Roberts, Tony Morrison was the first African-American woman to win a Nobel Prize in Literature. And like I said, she's the author of 11 novels as well as children's books. Um, the tweets that have poured in from Barack Obama, the tweets coming from Kamala Harris, Shonda Rhimes, and other noteworthy American people. And um, I think a lot of African-Americans and black people in general are going to miss Toni Morrison and her writing. But I'll use this opportunity to say thank you to Toni for her work, for her stellar contribution to, you know, of the culture. Uh, after Maya Angelou, she's my second favorite uh, black uh writer i should say writer of all time after maya angelou actually so um it's sad that she's gone but i what a body of work she's going to leave behind people what an amazing body of work tony morrison's going to leave behind the quote of the week is short and sweet and it's from the lady herself aunt tony morrison and it goes a little something like this 
If you want to fly, you have to give up the shit that weighs you down. If you want to fly, you have to give up the shit that weighs you down. Basically, big things pop in and little things drop in. It means that anything standing in your way, you need to let it go in order to move on. It could be people, it could be circumstances, whatever it is that's standing in your way. Take the shackles off and then you will soar, you know? This podcast was brought to you by me, researched by me, edited by me, put together by me. Everything me, 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 sponsored by me. It's a me, 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 me enterprise. Thank you for listening. These are my thoughts. These are my musings. When you think about it, what the hell do I know? This much I fucking do. (laughs) 